welcome everybody to M Class Email. More like cream ales. What? Uh, well, let's start over. Let's not have that be the beginning. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, like... everybody, to M-Class Email. <laughs> Welcome to the best show ever. Hell yeah. Remember to edit that first part out. And also this I part will... where I'm talking about it. I will definitely remember that. We're trying to be professionals here. Yeah. Or, yeah. So on this program, <laughs> we sit down with the emails you send us for our other program, and we read them, and we separated it because it's good enough for its own show. Yeah, it's good enough for its own show, plus it takes a little while to read. <laughs> the first email we're going to be talking about today is from Eric, and it is entitled M-Class Email Email that I emailed to M-Class Email. Best title I've ever heard yet. Hello, Trek guys. The well, last time I sent in an email was in like 2018 or some shit. This podcast fuck. is old as dirt in internet time. Oh, um, no. Please stop saying that. <laughs> So anyway, I wanted to share with you, the royal you, a dumb anecdote about how I spent my time while listening to the podcast. Sure. Okay. I recently picked up archery as a hobby. Dope. Extremely That's dope. awesome. I listen to the podcast all the damn time, but also while I do archery. Sometimes I listen to an episode that's about Enterprise. I don't have to describe this anymore. You get it. I do archery, and the guy's name is Archer. I listen to you guys uh-huh. say the name Archer, and I slap my arm with a bowstring, and one spot my arm guard isn't covering. What? Did that hurt? <laughs> I bet that hurt. Uh, so no M class to email to M class to no email to M class email no S would be complete without a pitch it or ditch it. Oh, so shit. here's mine. I'm keeping with a theme. <laughs> What if instead of Data getting shot with an arrow in that one TNG episode, it was Wesley instead? Pitch it. It would probably turn out to be an illusion, because that's a Q episode. <laughs> and also because they ain't really going to show the death of an awfully written Mary Sue child on television. But for but a why, brief, though? But for a brief moment, it would be real. And that's that f- when you would stop the episode and just be like, episode over. And that footage of Will Wheaton getting shot with an arrow would be accessible as a gif in our modern dystopian future. <laughs> Can't you just, like, deep fake him onto the data already? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a wonderful utopia you've created where yeah. anytime Will Wheaton says anything, you could just respond with that gif. I don't think we'd be in the perilous situation we are as a society right now had that happened on, on the show think we would have gone a different direction we should get will wheaton on the show wouldn't that be great <laughs> yeah that'd be really great he loves me he's my best friend yeah he has We're... you blocked on the internet yeah but he does that with everybody then like, too. He, doesn't, so I w- he doesn't have me blocked which is weird because i've literally tweeted at him something mean before i felt bad about it afterwards but i did too i felt bad <laughs> i think i've said this before on the show like i felt kind of bad but then I kind of like was redeemed a little bit because he was kind of like a big asshole when that whole like uh, what's his name thing happened. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The um, I forget his name. Fuck, I, I do too. Which is good for him. I yeah, guess. yeah. Uh, Chris something. Fuck, Hardwick. Hardwick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's still getting work. Like, yeah. Well, you know, uh, good for him. Okay, <laughs> that was all. I really like the podcast in Star Trek, and that your podcast is about Star Trek. Thank this is you. the best email we've ever gotten. Uh, did you see that they recently came out with an official Star Trek podcast? A bunch of famous people all going to lick CBS's butthole for a paycheck. <laughs> 
Yeah, I forget who's hosting it. I feel like I heard who was hosting it, and I was like, why? What do they have to do with Star was Trek? Oh, uh, what, what? You're not talking about the Tom Paris one, no, right? No, no, you're no. talking about yeah. Star Trek official podcast. Who who hosts this motherfucker? The Pod Directive. What? <laughs> yeah, that's the name of it. Isn't that a great name? That's stupid. Yeah, it's almost. You know what's a better name? M Class Podcast. Yes, because it's it rhymes. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, fucking Paul F. Tompkins is hosting it. Like, why he is Paul F. Tompkins? Podcast. Why is he doing this? Ugh, whatever, you know what? Whatever. Like, I don't know who Tawny Newsom is, but she also hosts it. I don't know who that is either. But Paul F. Tompkins hosts enough podcasts. And he, what does he have to do with Star Trek? He's funny. <laughs> yeah, he's he's all right. <laughs> He's no Will Wheaton. <laughs> no, he's no Chris Parnell, who he always reminded me of, but I found Chris him Chris Parnell. Found him less my funny favorite, than Chris Parnell. My fucking favorite shit in Hot Rod is when Chris Parnell is showing a tattoo about pissing on the radio or on the TV. <laughs> God, that shit's Dude, fucking funny. I fucking love him as Dr. Leo Spaceman. Spaceman, yeah. <laughs> he's like, is it Spaceman? No, Spaceman. <laughs> Spaceman. Dr. Spashemin? Is that what it is? (laughs) Dude, Dude, I fucking love that. Um, Anyway, like I was saying before I tangented off there, and then, of course, we we tangented off there. I really like the podcast, and I hope it gets even older than Dirt. Old enough to be a fossil, even. Cool. Maybe even (laughs) as old as Josh. Can I make that joke? That's like an inner circle joke just for friends, isn't it? I already wrote it in Backspace. And Backspace is for pussies, though, so I guess I'll just apologize (laughs) instead. Sorry, Josh. I love the podcast. You both have cool facial hair. Later. (laughs) Signed, Eric. (laughs) I respect your stance on Backspace, I guess. (laughs) Backspace is for pussies, so I'll just apologize instead. Solid. Own up to your your Backspace mistake. I like that. Thank you for that email, Eric. That was great. (laughs) Our next email is from Handsome Jack Carpenter. Oh my god, did it just get cummier in here? I don't even know what that could possibly mean. I just number threed my pants. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> you ever number three so hard you number two a little? Because I haven't. <laughs> no, definitely not me either. It's uh, it's uh, titled Seasonal Media. Okay. It begins, Hey there, you dang Trexters. Hello. With fall just around the corner, my interest in terms of what I watched last play takes a very specific shift. Yes. From mid-September to early December, if it's not football or Tolkien, I don't want anything to do with it. Hell yeah. My fall essentially consists of me liquefying a copy of The Lord of the Rings, The Cimmerillion, etc., and injecting it straight into my jugular vein. Just fucking mainline that shit. (laughs) It's 100% fantasy time. Yes, yes, yes! It's, it's In my house, it's always 100% yeah. fantasy time, baby. Yeah. I know what he's saying, though. Like, if fall, like, when it's chilly yeah. and you get, a like, a cup of tea and a, a, a weighted blanket. Uh, <laughs> man, just, that sounds nice. Uh, and then you just, like, chill out. It's great. I was recently thinking about how that's the case for other times of the year. Some make sense and some are random. For example, mm-hmm. I go on a big Star Wars kick during the winter holidays, a big Elder Scrolls kick during the rest of winter, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Because of that fact, 
Because of the fact I'm such an insane creature of habit and refuse to deviate from my established schedule, Star Trek just seems to be a spring to early summer thing for me. Nothing about the series is particularly springy or summery, but because it traditionally worked out that I watched it during that time of the year, those are the seasons I think of when I think of Star Trek. Do y'all yeah. have any notable examples along those lines? Thanks as always, bros. Commander Jack Carpenter Sr. of the USS Virginia. Uh, Star Trek reminds me of summer also, but because of Star Trek Online and the Ryza event. Oh, I was going to say Ryza's super summery. Yeah, so you go to Ryza and you're just on vacation in a game, which is fucking <laughs> incredible, right? Like, it's great. Uh, uh, I'm I, trying to I, think, uh, like, Elder Scrolls, Fall, Winter. Um, like, when I... Every every time fall rolls around, I get this incredibly powerful urge to rewatch the animated uh, miniseries over the garden wall. What? What is it, that? It's like a it's a story about these two brothers who uh, sort of accidentally get lost in this woods on okay. near on Halloween because they're dressed Ooh. up in costumes. And uh, they basically go through this, like, fantasy setting, this, like, fairy tale-style fantasy setting that, like, is haunted by this, like, dark spirit of the woods that's, like, horrifying. That sounds awesome. It's amazing. It's also really funny. It has, like, fun songs every now and then, like, that make sense. Like, they go into a bar and... Like, the bar patrons sing, like, this, like, gnome sings this creepy-ass song. <laughs> and it That's becomes, awesome. Have you ever seen the Betty Boop cartoon, Swing You Sinners, where, like, uh, they yes. rotoscope um, Cab Calloway dancing as a ghost? Yes, yes. It's like the gnome does that kind of shit. Like, rotoscope awesome. creepy shit to a song, and it's amazing. I get, I get really into Halloween. The older I get... The more I, I like it, and there's oh, yeah. a the, thankfully like there's tons of shit. Like uh, I really like like when Sabrina would come out on Halloween. Stranger Things when it would come out on Halloween oh, yeah. was good. Like, as soon as it starts getting chilly in the air, it's Halloween. Yeah. Until it's Halloween. It, until it yeah. starts snowing, it's Halloween. Right. Uh, I love um, fucking uh, what like Rocky Horror. Yeah. Uh, like I'm Trick or Treat is great. Adam's Family yeah. movies, the, like, Casper, I'm gonna watch again. Yeah. Fucking, like, horror movies, I'm gonna start watching. What's that movie uh, where there's monsters in it? <laughs> Godzilla. It's the 80s movie. Oh, God. Not Little Monsters. Gremlins? Not Gremlins. Critters? Not Critters. It's like a, it's like a comedy... Uh, Fuck. Monster Earth, Squad. Earth Girls Are Easy. Dude, Monster Monst- Squad. Monster here's, Squad. Here's the thing about Monster Squad. Uh-huh. If anybody watches watched Monster Squad and loved it when they were a kid, and they come back to it as an adult, and they're like, well, I don't know if it holds up. Yeah. It does. I never saw it as a kid. I, I saw never it did a either. couple years ago. It's yes. fucking mwah, chef's I, kiss. I, I never saw it as a kid either. I only saw it on Netflix when it was started to be on Netflix. So I agree with you 100%, yeah. shockingly. It is <laughs> it never happens on this show. Not on this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing, like, it's all spooktacular shit. Like, people start yeah. posting their, like, spooky comics on Twitter that they've made and yeah. shit. And I'm just, 
I'm 100% spooked out listening to spooky podcasts. Yes, spooky podcasts. That's all fall for me. Uh, WNYC spooked. Listen to that podcast. It's it's fucking incredible. WNYC spooked. Oh, yeah. Hadley uh, put you onto that. Yeah, Hadley. uh, Yes. And my God, it's fucking great. Okay. It'll spook the shit out of you. I'm ready to get spooked. You're gonna number three, number two, and number one. Well, I'm I've never done that before, so <laughs> that will be a new experience. If you're number one and number three at the same time, man, you got some <laughs> That's like a medical condition. <laughs> I hurt so bad. What's happening? It would, it would be like not good. Of course, like, there are all these wintry movies. Like, you know what's uh, funny is I always watch The Thing during the winter. Every Do winter. You? As soon as it uh, starts snowing, I'm like, I want to watch The Thing. The Shining was always one. I, I kind of grew true. out of that because I'm like, yeah, yeah, The Shining, you know. It's the greatest movie ever made. Josh. It's a great movie, but I, I, it's like it's like The Beatles, right? Like, Two like, overhyped for you. The Beatles are great. They're fucking great. But I've... Put my time in with the Beatles, you know. I there's can't. Like a, there's like what I've learned about the Beatles is uh, I keep my love of the Beatles to myself. Yeah. Because uh, nothing will make people angrily start spitting vitriol at you, like yeah. saying you like the Beatles near them. No, it's true, man. People get really mad about. It. I don't understand why, but and it's, it's because it's supremely overhyped, right? Right. Like you hear your whole life, like right. especially nowadays, people hear their whole life. All oh, the Beatles are the greatest band ever, but they've never listened to them and they never right. heard them. Yeah, you have to go through like a Beatles phase. I did hard, like in seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, I think like I, I really didn't. I actively did not like the Beatles until like I got into college and like I had to study and like I only had so many songs downloaded into my iPod <laughs> from Napster. Yeah, and I, uh, I think Napster had shut down pretty. Well you were doing LimeWire or Kazaa. I was definitely doing LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire was good for other things. Yes, it was good for viruses too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> But, like, I got, I had some, like, Beatles on my iPod, and, like, I was like, shit, some of this really slaps. Yeah. Because I created that lingo. That slang slaps. You said that? that? That was yeah. you? That was me. I knew it was you. I made that back in 19-aught, 19-shittity shit. <laughs> <laughs> what a year. It was a great year, especially for wine. Uh, I hope that answers your question, Jack. <laughs> Thank you for the email. Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Our next email is from Eric C. Garrett. There's so many Erics. What's going on? And it is entitled Names. Damn. Weird. Dear, dear Jeff and Josh, eat, pray, love, live long and prosper, Babylon. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you, you very much. We you need to too. add that to it's eat, pray, live, laugh, Live long and prosper, Babila. <laughs> yeah, I really want to make. I really want like a like a like a Karen esque wood carving that says all that. It's just like f- like five feet long. <laughs> I really want it. Cursive, you know, the shitty uh, cursive font that they use. Oh, I get, I get this. P.S. In last month's episode about TNG parallels, 
you talked about Worf and Troy's parallel universe children, particularly about their son Eric Christopher, of which mm-hmm. you said you said it was a shitty name, and I believe you <laughs> called a dork. Would you care to elaborate? Sincerely yours, Eric C. Garrett. <laughs> Long-time listener and devoted patron on the USSM class podcast. Uh, I believe we were talking about that, Eric Christopher. <laughs> Please, we need money. Please don't take your money away. Please, we Please. love you. <laughs> that is a funny-ass fucking email, though, dude. That's Way to go. That's fucking great. That's amazing. <laughs> This is the way to call us on our shit, everybody. Be yes, funny about there you go. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Eric C. Garrett. Your Eric name is uh, both beautiful and uh, gives us money. <laughs> <laughs> our next email is from Colin. Colin Brady? You do that every time. <laughs> it's entitled Spontaneous Emotions. Oh, boy. Which is definitely, like, a Prince album. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but when he was, like, not Prince anymore, when he was just a symbol. Yeah. Uh, So it's, like, not as good. (laughs) I'll go ahead. It's not as good. No, fucking tell your joke now. You've set it up. Make it good. It better be good, Josh. Bye. I'll see you next week, everybody. (laughs) Hey, Trek boys. Trek boys. Trek boys. (laughs) It's been a while since I last sent an email. Probably a year or more now. Damn. Mm, a year or more, Josh. Oh, boy. After getting a little burnt out on TNG, I started watching Deep Space Nine and was almost through the pilot episode Emissary when I was suddenly overcome by emotion and su- and almost shed a few tears. Whoa. The moment this happened was when Cisco came out of the wormhole with the warship in tow. My question to you gentlemen of Trek is, are there any movies or show moments that just hit you in an unexpected way? Another example for me is How to Train Your Dragon 2 at the end. It just really gets me. Since I've been a father now for six years, I notice more and more things like that. So, uh, I guess this is the end of the email. Talk to you in like a, uh, and then it ends. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I talk about like, um that episode of uh, Quantum Leap when he's talking about Imagine by John Lennon to his sister. He leaps into his own body. Oh, yeah. And, he, and he's telling her about the Beatles, and she's like, she's like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the future. And he plays Imagine, and like it just like stays on her, and she like starts crying because she oh, knows... Wow. like It's incredible. It's an incredible scene. That scene fucks my shit up hard. Uh. Like, dude... Because she knows he's not making it up. Like, because it's like, a, yeah. like one of the greatest songs ever written, right? Like, <laughs> the entire movie Coco. I never watched that? Coco. No. It's fucking, it's, it's like really fun and it's a beautiful movie, like visually, and the characters are all really fun and I love it. Yeah. But it like gut punches you like a bunch of times yeah. throughout That's the whole why movie. I- I honestly can't watch Toy Story movies because yeah. it does that. I can't like do it, it gut punches you, but then like it does that thing at the end where it's so like bombastic and like amazing and beautiful and everything turns out so great that like yeah. that's when you shed the tear. Yeah, Wally does that too. Yeah, it does. I was even watching, though I know that he's gonna live, right? Disney yeah. death. I was watching Hercules. Speaking of Disney, the other day, yeah. And, 
like Phil, uh, like little Phil, the goat man, Phil Actides, mm-hmm. he uh, goes on this whole spiel about how all he ever wants, like his dream is he wants to see like his, uh, someone he trained up in the stars as a great hero. That's and awesome. people will look at it and say, that's Phil's boy. And That's he's like, I never saw this movie. Like he's so sad about it, and because all of the heroes he ever trained failed. Like he talks yeah. about training Achilles, but that damn heel. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like at the end of the movie, like the stars realign to make like a Hercules in the sky, and he gets all like big and glassy eyed, and like one of the people uh, in the crowd goes, "That's Phil's boy." That's awesome. And I like got a little misty. I was like, "Damn, yeah. that's Phil's boy." That is Phil's boy. That's great. I never saw that one. I should watch it. It's it's my favorite of all those animated That Disney was movies. right after my time. Like that was like right I was I was like teenager y at that point, yeah. so I wasn't you know into that. that I think that, that was like right at the tail end of when yeah. I would like be into watching Disney movies. Yeah. But like Hercules is my favorite. It's like super fun funny and fun, but it's also yeah. like action packed. Yeah, that's that's that like what do they call it? Like the second the second wave of the yeah. Renaissance, right? Like they it's they like, had a bunch of like really good ones. It's like after Aladdin, and it was yeah. popular enough that it got its own cartoon, like how Aladdin I remember. and Little Mermaid did. I remember. Uh, the movie is way better than the cartoon, but the cartoon has like some stuff that's like really great. Nah, Disney D- Disney is really shitty about ruining their own products. Yeah, <laughs> like I I true. say this all the time. They're there's they're so stupid about shit. Like. They do it with Star Wars too. Like, like you go on uh, Disney Plus and you you see all the shows that were made by like real people who are artists and talented, and then you see like Star Wars Resistance. No offense if anyone works on that show, but it's like nobody cares about this show because it's bad because it's a fucking bad Disney show, right? Like, it. I don't know. Let me. It's, I'm it's gonna do me some nuts. fucking research because I just realized something. Um, Clone High came out yes. November second, two thousand two. Yeah. Uh, Hercules the Animated Series came out 1998. I think Clone High may have knocked off Hercules the Animated Series. <laughs> Is it them? Is it those guys? Uh, like Lord Her- and Taylor? I don't know, actually. Because, like, basically Hercules has two best friends. Uh, Cassandra the Oracle <laughs> and Icarus, who, fl- who flew too close to the sun. And right. they are Abe... And, and Gandhi, Gandhi, and uh, uh, Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. They are them in the show. Joan, Abe, Joan. Yeah, <laughs> like they are them in the show. Like except like Icarus is way more like manic, right? And I don't know. Gandhi's Cassandra is manic. It's true. Cassandra is way more goth. Like she's full yeah. on goth in the show. Which is, they they're both have. very smart choices, but the one that always makes me laugh is that, like, uh, Hercules has a bully in the cartoon, and it's Adonis, and he's, like, completely fucking obsessed with himself. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's And the show leans real heavy on, like, the making modern-style jokes, but with, like, an ancient Greek twist. Right. It's, right. Pretty, it's pretty all right. I'm going way off fucking base here. Oh, no, it's uh, cool. <laughs> Okay. The cartoon never made me cry. No, uh, I, I feel like I I grew up in like rural West Virginia, where like if you cried as a dude, you would be mercilessly ridiculed for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's kind of um, 
it was like that here too. I mean, that's kind of just the time we grew up yeah. in, right? Like, I guess that's true. But like, as an adult, like especially in the last few years, I've really realized that like being in touch with your emotions is like good. You, you got to let it out. Be dude. like a a robot yeah. person. No, you got you, you got to cry. Like you can't not. Yeah. So like. If you've cried at anything, like, don't feel bad about it, man. Yeah. It's fucking good. It's good that you did. Exactly. Uh, let's... What? I can't think of anything, like, off the top of my head. My memory That's, only goes back yeah, like, a I don't, couple weeks. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. It's tough because, like, it, it, like I think, like in the email, he says, like, it kind of caught him off guard. Like, sometimes you don't, you don't remember it because it's just like, oh, what is this? Like, yeah. It happens every now and then, though. I'll watch something, like, where I, I'm just going into it, like, not knowing what's happening. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking my shit up hard. You know? That's true. Like, with Star Trek, like, certain things always, like, make me a little misty-eyed. Like, uh, inner light always does yeah. that to me. Yeah. But it's not unexpected. Maybe right, it was the seen. first time I watched it. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I don't think I cried, but I... I blew my fucking world apart like i was like what the fuck yeah <laughs> and i was like nine <laughs> <laughs> i was like holy shit uh as i say at the end of every email now apparently hopefully that answers your question <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good shirt we're gonna make an email shirt that's <laughs> hopefully that answered your question <laughs> our next email is from elliot Elliot, Elliot. It is entitled Questions, 90s Alternative Rock, and Trek Porn Proclivities. Wow, okay. Hey there, Trek boys. Remember the album Rubberneck by the Toadies? Yes. What had Possum Kingdom on it? What would you give it out of 10? Is that the one with Possum Kingdom? The Toadies. Rubberneck. Rubberneck. I've never never even heard of the Toadies. Uh, Toadies were like. 90s alternative. 90s thing. alternative that were kind of like a budget. Like, yeah, it's got Possum Kingdom. Uh, that's I give it like an A. It's got Possum Kingdom. That song's it, great. So that's an A out of 10. A out of 10. <laughs> that's what I give it. Uh, what are they? A, what are they? A bargain version of you were about to say? They're like a bargain version of like, uh, like I don't know. I, I don't want to make a comparison because people are gonna be like, actually, but it's like, a, like, like any any like uh, '90s band that kind of was like, like second tier, like Goo Goo Dolls ish or uh, like Gin Blossoms. Gin Blossoms, but it was a little more harder. They were uh, a little more. Dude, like, I fucking love the Gin Blossoms. I fucking love all '90s yeah, music. Yeah, I like dude. 90s. All '90s music is good '90s music. Yeah, there's no bad '90s music. Like. uh... I the first time I heard the Gin Blossoms, I was like, man, if I was a teenager in the nineties, this yeah. would have been my whole fucking world. Dude, the Gin Blossoms <laughs> are like the every Gin Blossom song that they played on the radio is like the Gen X like diamond. Like oh, yeah. solidified Absolutely. Gen X, right? Like, like like if I would have been a teenager or in college or something, I would have yeah. had like the Gin Blossoms shirt. I would have like had my hair like one of them. There was a kid in middle school who had a Toady shirt of that album. His name was uh, Todd. I remember he wore it all the time. That's cool. Todd's the coolest. I never he was thought really, I'd say that. He was really small. He was super short. Uh, first time caller, long... T- oh, he said this concludes the 90s alternative portion of okay, the Okay, now we're going to the porn part. Okay. This I know for- a little more of. 
First time caller, long time listener. In fact, recently I realized that I'd been listening to the show for a little over two years. Yeah, did they all get together to like do this? So I don't I could, think like, so. Realize that we're all gonna die one day or what? Wow, have things changed in that time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I began tuning in just as you boys moved from a monthly-ish format to the weekly one we enjoy today. When did we do that? We I, never we, did that. Yeah, we've. Oh, we went from putting out every other week to putting out every week because oh, e- email, email when we started doing email. Yeah. Uh, before I ask my clickbaity porn question, I first wanted to thank you both for making the podcast. Aw, you're welcome. Thanks for listening. Don't thank me. Yeah. Uh, I live in Portland, Oregon, and even before corona times, prolonged civil unrest precipitated by police violence and a sky-darkening apocalypse cloud of burning, choking smoke rolled up the West Coast. This was a hard place for a black guy to live in. Yeah. I don't doubt it. Yeah. I, 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 uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This podcast has been there to help me laugh through some bleak times, give me an excuse to take breaks from mind-bending college coursework, and even helps me to fall asleep sometimes when I'd otherwise be wide awake, thinking about everything that's wrong with the world with myself. Thank you. That's awesome. Oh, man. I can't believe you fall asleep to my annoying grating voice, though. (laughs) Dude, your voice is great. I I heard myself the other day, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, why I, the fuck? I think fuck that do you every sound? time I hear myself, I'm like, dude, what the? F- why do you sound so fucking dumb? I sound like an idiot. <laughs> uh, I suspect you all might understand how relieving that can be, and so once again, I'll say thank you, Trek boys. Man, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, man, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that we can help because, man, the world is both literally and figuratively on fire. Yeah, so it's anything- terrible. Anything we can do to like add a little bit of levity into that is yeah is helpful. That's great. Um, thank you again. Um, now into my question: <laughs> What do you think are the favorite porn categories and/or fetishes of the cast <laughs> of Deep Space Nine? It's not just Dax being into DP and hashtag totally real giant brains. You, you just know that there's some freaks out in that space station. What sort of kinky shit are they all into? We all suspect that the O'Briens are swingers, but who inherits Brandon Braga's gigantic sex perversion? Um, I'm going to tip my hand a little bit here and say that the O'Briens are into that like weird porn where it's like the nude beach porn. <laughs> The what? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever come across this crap where it's like, it's just like, it, I don't, it's not like real because no porn is real, right? But like, it's just like the supposedly like, it's, it's like very voyeuristic and like, they're, they're like people filming people on nude beaches fucking and shit. And oh, it's like it's extremely w- specific to say that they're it. <laughs> that's why I said I'm going to tip my hand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> The O'Briens are for sure st- swingers. Like, yeah. Kira's like, oh, we scientifically put your baby into me, but right. we all know. Right, we scientifically, know. yeah, putting a wiener inside of somebody is science, too. <laughs> like, Dax is for sure into DP. There's no way she's not. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think Kira would be into, like, uh, BDSM, because sure. it's very, like... It's like mirror someone- Kira approves that. Yeah, Kira, Kira, Mira Kira approves of it, but also, like, the repressed, like, religiousness of her. Like, it, I just picture, like, a like a Bajoran nun, like, whipping her. 
<laughs> and she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He's oh, yeah. A, she's super into that. Yeah. It's like, uh, Quark is, he has all the fetishes. Yeah. Like, Quark is, like, he's, his biggest fetish, though, is definitely clothed women. Like, clothed he, like women. women in power and clothed women are, yeah. like, give him insta boner. What is that? Clothed female, nude male, or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah. CN. Yeah, on that one, too. Yeah, somebody else. Uh, well, hey. <laughs> Hey, we're here. <laughs> we're here. When in Rome, right? Hey, when in Rome, might as well go with it. <laughs> uh, like femdom for sure for Quark. Rom yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, kind where they're like stepping on dicks and shit. Like yeah, they're really they're definitely like, into that shit. Do you ever see the ones where they're like they like kick a dude in the nut? That shit's crazy. No thanks. That's like no hard thanks. pass. Like that's a no for me. Worf, Worf is into BDSM but the other way around. Yeah. Like he's into inflicting pain. He's also into getting pain I guess. Pain he's sticks. like a switch. Yeah. He likes breaking he calls his bones dicks. when they fuck. He calls his dicks my pain sticks. That's pretty <laughs> that's, that's a little dark. That's horrible. Yeah. I love it. Uh <laughs> Uh, Cisco likes uh, missionary sex and uh, <laughs> with with someone he loves. <laughs> Wedding night only sex for Cisco. <laughs> you have to get married every time. Every time. Sex with him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, who, who are we like Gold Ducat like I was Gold gonna Ducat. say Gold Ducat uh, he, he says here like all I know for sure is Gold Ducat is definitely way too into one kind of porn Bajoran, Bajoran. the tag is the tag is BBC for Bajoran Bajoran Cardassian <laughs> <laughs> all right that's not gonna get funnier than that so goodbye oh, everybody shit. holy shit he does bring it down. He says, "Oh, an incest too, I guess." <laughs> Yuck. Yeah. Well, everybody, everybody has to be into that now, right? Because it's, it's all it's fucking brother. out there. Oh, step brother, I got stuck in the dryer. Dude, the dryer shit. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> Dude, what? You're the just fuck? standing there. You're just it's standing so there. so stupid. Like, like sex is so boring now. We gotta pretend someone's stuck in a fucking dryer. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck, um, fuck dude. Who fuck, who are we missing? Uh Kai Wen. <laughs> Kai Wen is into everything. Yeah, Kai Wen's like yeah, everything. She's she nasty. Kai Wen nasty. <laughs> she nasty as fuck. <laughs> oh god. Um ugh. um Oh we're uh Garrick. Uh Garrick. Oh. Is into role playing. We don't know because he always deletes his his history. It's true. He's into role playing. Like it's all like yeah. cloak and dagger sex. Yeah. Oh, he's like, into uh, um, glory holes. <laughs> so no one ever knows it's him. I was gonna say his favorite porn is that gif I always send you. That guy breaking it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna know what we're losing. No, about, but but I'll tweet like, it or some shit. <laughs> Kevin Cole and Hadley St. Clair will know what we're laughing they know, about. They know, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, I sent that to the D&D chat as well, so uh, Matt they know. and Bam will also know. It's like, okay, Bam knows. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Um, pick, pick one person from a different Star Trek show and tell us what their kink would be. 
Um, Tom Paris is into like those really old porn pictures that are from like the eighteen nineties porn. Like the yeah, like 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 the really vintage, like the first pictures ever taken of titties were like that's what he's into. Oh my god! You know the ones oh you've my seen. God. Them. Uh, Spock is really into those porns where, like, the lady is doing, like, something complicated while someone's having sex with her. Oh, we're, like, disinterested or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's Spock shit. Yeah, what's up with that? When they're just like, I don't, that's not, I'm not into that. No, I don't know. I don't know. Spock is. Yeah, I'm not trying to yuck his yum. Yeah, it's weird, though. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, finishes out the email by saying, thanks for reading, guys. Next time, I'll probably email about Star Trek toys or cats or something. Ooh, Woo! I'm excited. I Until know a lot then, about those. trick with your boys. Trick with your boys. What? You ain't no? <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you trick that? <laughs> Signed, Holy Elliot, shit. medical officer in charge of ego measurement on the USS How to Make Your Penis Bigger in 14 Days. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we got spammed at the end there. <laughs> Fuck, got I'm, go- I'm just going to go ahead and click it. Not because I need it or anything. I'm just going to go ahead and click it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, just just it's just a I'm joke. Just it's funny, right? <laughs> Thanks, Elliot. We're, we're glad great. that like we're helping somewhat. We're helping people somewhat out there, bringing some levity. Because yeah. you guys definitely help us find yep. some levity in the world. Yep. Uh, our next email. Oh, boy, it's long. It's from Jeff. Spell with a G. This guy. <laughs> and it says, who would win in a fight? 90s Bob Saget or 90s Tim Allen? 90s Tim Allen because he was on Coke. Uh, 90s Bob Saget because he was on Coke. Was he? <laughs> but he was uh, he was Michelle's dad. Uh, Bob Saget is a filthy, filthy monster. Oh, yeah. He's, a, so. he's dirty as shit, man. I watched him. They have like a new version of like Hollywood Squares that's on like Hulu. Yeah. I guess it's on TV as well, but he was on an episode, and I've never seen a man look that bored before in my yeah, entire life. Yeah, Hollywood Squares is where you go to, like, literally die. <laughs> and, like, he was giving these, like, really, like, gen- like regular serious answers, and they would be like, are you going to do some, he's, like, because going to do funny by, stuff? Yeah. It's hosted by Alec Baldwin, who's, like, really fucking hamming it up. He's yeah. like, so, Bob, we bring you on, you're a comedian, you going to do some jokes on this one? It's fucking great, though. And Bob Saget, like, looks at him over his glasses, and he's like, do you want me to? And he goes, <laughs> Well, moving on. <laughs> That's fucking great. Uh, <laughs> Jeff continues. Hey, Trek boys. I hope you're well. I hate getting job rejection letters. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's get right into the peyote. I, I'm still voting on 90s Bob Saget, by the way. Yeah. I'm uh, going Tim, with- Allen, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Tim Allen rolled over for the police and turned narc for him. So That's true. Him. He is a narc. Uh, the IKS Bel Air again, huh? Okay. <laughs> the IKS Bel Air drifts above a desert planet and meets bow to bow with the Romulan warbird, Full House. <laughs> That's pretty good. Captain Uncle Phil tells Will Smith the ensign of the Bel of the ensign of Bel Air, the fresh ensign of Bel Air. He there you forgot. Go. To pull up the view screen, Will does so and says there's an incoming transmission. The bridge of the Full House appears, captained by Commander Uncle Joe E. <laughs> who is wearing an eye patch, smoking a Romulan hollow cigar. How the fuck did Dave Coulier get to be the captain? I don't know. How is Bob Saget not the captain? Yeah. How is Uncle Jesse not the captain? 
Uncle Joey says, you are in Romulan territory. So I suggest, I suggest you cut it out. Oh, there we That's why. <laughs> the studio audience laughs and applauds. <laughs> Uncle Phil, Smith, lock on photon torpedoes. Will Smith, if we're so rich, why can't we afford no quantum torpedoes? <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad. On the aboard the full house, Stephanie says they have locked weapons. How rude! Dude. More applause. They are loving it. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Admiral Bob Saget enters the bridge. His name isn't spelled any differently, by the way. Everybody else has like apostrophes and shit. Yeah, no, it's just Admiral Bob Saget. <laughs> Admiral Bob Saget enters the bridge of the full house and says, All right, everyone, family meeting. Michelle, set an intercept course and lock phasers. <laughs> Romulan Olsen twins. You got it, dude. The audience is now incapable of not clapping. <laughs> Transmission starts to flutter as the sound of Jeff and two Ferengi can be heard. Jeff with a G. Okay. Jeff. No, I was just getting to the good part. Damn these commercial breaks. <laughs> what up, Trek boys? It's your favorite Ferengi advert with another special commercial courtesy of the FCA. Also, special thanks to the dynamic duo Jork and Junt for intercepting that transmission. Those guys can really run a great scam. Thanks, advert. I mean, children's make-a-wish charity. (laughs) We're all children at heart. (laughs) It's all for me. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) My children. (laughs) It's an email episode, and that means it's time for me to say why you, yes, you, should join my favorite podcast, M-Class Podcast, on Patreon. Damn. Jork, buy 450 shares of Dune Buggy stock. (laughs) Uh, I already purchased them all. We've cornered the market. (laughs) Junt. Sell those soundboard stocks. We'll we'll reinvest later. Hey, you got it, boss. <laughs> <laughs> With just one dollar, you get access to all kinds of M class goodness: episode art, Discord access, voting on new collections, and exclusive posts. With higher levels, you get email early along with access to new podcasts so you too can trek with your boys trek with your boys <laughs> uh-oh you'd be a fool not to take up this deal you'd be losing latinum that's <laughs> patreon.com slash class podcast that's my time folks see you next email advert out damn moogie where'd you find this <laughs> Tube worm with your boys. <laughs> Dude. We gotta get teeth. We gotta put the teeth in. We do. I, I fucking realized partway through I was using Junt's voice for ad. Ah, so I had right. to make a new voice for Junt. Junt just, he was doing some helium. He's That's breathing fine. some helium. <laughs> Transmission cuts back to Jeff. All right, forget it. I won't write my Fresh Prince slash Full House crossover. <laughs> Keep on trekking. Jeff, Chief Bookman aboard the USS Reading Rambo. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Where's that shirt? That's like a crossover shirt from one of those sites. Reading Rambo. Reading Rambo. Yeah. Oh, uh, somebody mentioned on Twitter that when uh, Alex Trebek retires from Jeopardy. Yeah, LeVar Burton. They should get LeVar Burton. And he was like, yeah, I would love that. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that would be great. He would be perfect. 
I would love that because I I watch Jeopardy like an old man. I do too. I it's it. great. I love Jeopardy. I love to learn. I like answering questions in the form of an answer. Me too. <laughs> Our next email. Get a little Beavis there. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I got a little butthead sometimes. That's so right. it's fine. Our next email is from Chase. And Chase Masterson? I wish. <laughs> it's entitled 3005 Ever. Okay. And it begins, what up, Trek boys? Sup. Jeff did a great job summarizing Donald Glover's ethos in the last episode. I could go off forever about the man, but that wouldn't make good podcasting at all, so I'll just use a line from Life the Biggest Troll. Eventually, all my followers realize they don't need a leader. I think he does believe he cracked the code, but he <laughs> his messages have always uh, seemed to be that anyone can do it, and pursuing right. whatever passions you have is always worthwhile. It's true. I, That's I, good. I, I hold never... no ill will towards Donald Glover. I yeah, no, I love Donald Glover. Uh, I love Both everything he's ever yeah, done. Yeah, music, so. acting. Yeah, he's great, dude. Uh, he's he's one of my, like... Per, like, he's not much older than me, but he's, like, one of the guides that I'm following to he's, life. He's, I think, like, just a do year older than I am. Yeah, I think he's... yeah, Which is crazy, because, like, he isn't that much more successful than me. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I'm basically, like, Donald Glover, but maybe cooler? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I would say, no. like, at least double cool... Yeah, yeah, at least. At least. <laughs> I, I just I never knew that he that I I don't I only listen to his music and I don't really like listen to like interviews and stuff with him. So yeah, I was I don't know. Like I started looking up interviews and stuff with him because I was curious why he sort of he switched to doing like all singing for a whole album. Yeah, he, for that that album with like California and all that stuff on it. Yeah, kind of uh, that song. I was thinking, like, uh, Awake My Love, I think, is the album. Yeah. And it's blue. Is the album blue? It's, it's like, uh, got a horrifying face stuck in water on the front of it. Okay. Um, let me make sure. Yeah, it's uh, Awake My Love, and it's the one that has um, Redbone on it. Yeah, 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 that album, yeah. yeah and I was like... I was like, I wonder what like made him switch to that. And like, I read an interview where he was like, "Yeah, I just got bored with rapping." Yeah. So I just I switched to singing, and like, I'll get bored with singing, and I'll do something else. Yeah, and, that's like, cool, man. He he started talking about how like, all like being super successful is like in one thing is boring. Yeah. And because like he's already figured out the algorithm for that, and it gets really <laughs> really boring. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, oh, this dude's like, he's either next level or insane. So that's cool. Could be both. Could be that's what you gotta be. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like that about, like, certain things, but, like, on, like, the exact opposite side. <laughs> where it's like, uh, do what you want, even if it's sometimes, like, just relaxing, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, I think we as a, especially in America, like, we're always told to keep working and it try it's 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 literally yeah, killing the, us like we're the fucker we're dying. from risa the yeah nazi fucker from risa is like every adult in our lives yeah yeah although it's we crazy. are adults i know no i know but it, but it doesn't feel that way right because like the boomers are still here like they're yeah. still around 
fucking they in charge suppo- of shit. They were supposed to hand the world to us, and no. instead they fucked us completely over. And they, they figured they were just going to drive it into a telephone pole. That's what I think that their yeah. plan is. Seems like it. Yeah. So. Um, also, I loved all the radio hits in the last couple episodes. All the trapaholics. <laughs> oh, there's going to be more. Don't worry. <laughs> I found it, well, this is the guy. I found it very serendipitous as I have a 10-pack of custom drops from the legendary DJ Wingman sitting in my shopping cart for a while now because I thought it would make for a sick voicemail message. So when I heard the show, I knew it was the time to pull the trigger and throw one down for the track, boys. Thank you. We listened to it. It's fucking great. I'll put it in right here. Damn! Track boys, where you find this? Fuck yeah! <laughs> and uh, it, um, it, you will have heard it now, and you'll That'll know how fucking there. great it is. Yep. Thank you so much, Chase. He says, "Okay, bye bye now, Chase." Bye. Cardinal of Gambino aboard the USS Royalty. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I fucking love Donald Glover. Yeah. There's, yeah, he's great. Our next email is from Pizza Man. Oh, man. Pizza Man. And it's entitled, A Project Seven Months in the Making, because I never got around to it. <laughs> and it says, it begins, yo, 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 what up, my boys? Damn. Let's go. Clicked a few things in Audacity and accidentally made something with some boys. Shout out to Daruma, who wrote it, Jason, and Colin from the Discord Enterprise viewings that I do sometimes, because I still haven't finished it. But I just got the season four, so I look forward to cool Romulan stuff, followed by sadness as it's canceled. Yup. Welcome turns to out the that, party. <laughs> turns out that intro is kind of an earworm, huh? Yeah. I'll include the full lyrics at the end here. We just recorded on whatever microphones at like 2 a.m. Uh, at the end of this episode, you will hear the M-Class email theme, Faith of the Email, I'm going to call it. <laughs> Are we going to have to, like, replace our theme song with this now? I think we could. (laughs) We could do that. It's a big thanks to Daruma, Jason, Colin, and Pizza Man for recording this. Yeah, we listen to this, too. It's great. It's got great lyrics. Fucking love it. You guys, it it sounds pretty good for just doing it, like, wherever you did it. Yeah. It's signed, Sincerely Oso. Senior enlisted advisor to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Pizza Man, <laughs> on the USS. I think it's time to blow the scene. Get everybody and their stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. <laughs> Damn, Fuck now yeah. I want to watch that show. God, that show's so good. I have it on, uh, like, some weird, like, Japanese uh, bootleg DVDs. <laughs> Josh has it on laser disc. I have it on like the first <laughs> DVD collection to come out of like uh what's that what's that uh Newberry Comics in Boston was like a big place you would get like bootleg shit like Oh shit. You got like first generation bootleg. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. The re- the real shit. <laughs> our uh, our next email is from David S. What's he up to? What's David S up to? It's entitled Temporal Tourists. Hmm. And it begins, Well, cover me in sandpaper and call me a Vorgon. It's the Trek Boys. <laughs> boys, Riza is great. If you've been on the fence about whether or not to come, they got dune buggies. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyhow, thanks for that tip about listening to that song. You know, the one about Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise? Captain Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> that impression wasn't the only thing I nailed this trip. <laughs> Damn. Wow. After leaving the pool yesterday, we visited the Curzon Dykes Memorial Mud Orgy Lagoon and ran into a lovely couple of crabs in sandpaper from the future. They told us about how there are tons of Starfleet nerds on their world and that couples will take Picard vacations to Riza to act as a catalyst to his adventure. God, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? While they was waiting for their next cue to appear, they showed us some crazy future footage of Starfleet officers on Riza. One showed Worf being a terrorist and getting everyone wet with a shower that wasn't even golden. <laughs> Boy, I'd be coarser in a pair of Vorgon panties. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is incredible. This should okay, win, like, me. a Hugo Award, dude. <laughs> Boy, I'd be coarser in a pair of Vorgon panties if some Klingon messed up my vacation. <laughs> What's the worst vacation y'all've ever been on? How was the how was the wharf to your Riza? We oh, only got man. a couple of days left here, hoping we can get in a couple of games of nude hoverball. <laughs> Having fun in the suns, David S. I think I talked about mine on the last episode. Yeah, a little bit. that was the worst one. You no, it was the worst. Well, I had a fucking great time. It was great. Um, yeah, I've been on vacation exactly twice. Yeah, so. <laughs> what's a vacation really? I, don't know. I went on vacation in college, like with a couple friends, and that was fine. And mm -hmm. no, I guess it wasn't a vacation. So it's still two. I went on vacation to Summersville Lake with uh, some of my cousins and some friends. Yeah. When I was in high school, that was okay. And then <laughs> we went on vac our honeymoon vacation to Washington, D.C. Your sex vacation. And that was great. <laughs> that was a good vacation. So I guess I've never had a bad vacation. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of like a bad vacation I've ever really had, honestly. Uh, I mean... It is what it, like I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person, though, that like if I get the wrong food at a restaurant, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty. Try, I'm pretty. You try chill to make the best it. of the situation, right? Yeah, it's just whatever. That's there's no good or bad, really, right? Like <laughs> we we went to Burger King the other day, and they gave us a bag full of the wrong food. You just eat it, and I was like, "What's in there?" Crystal was like, oh, "It's like chicken nuggets and like a Whopper and like some fries." And I was like, "That's fine." And she was like, "Well, we're still at the window," and I was like, "Okay, yeah, you're right. You can, get <laughs> you can like steal these people's food, though. That's great." <laughs> The next people were going to get, like, two Impossible Whopper meals and be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, those are good, though. Impossible Whopper's better than a regular Whopper. It is, um, <laughs> because you don't want to die after you eat it. Yeah, uh, like, they're trying to add spices and stuff to the Impossible meat to make it taste good. They don't do that to the Whopper. They yeah, just cook it. the Whopper is just, like, the Whopper is just, like, if there was, like, uh, a food that represented a mistake... <laughs> like the idea of a mistake that's it's a like whopper a, there's a commercial where they're like we had people uh describe the whopper blind and right. all, like everybody's like oh flame broiled and shit <laughs> yeah and all i could think of is like a lot of mayonnaise like too much mayonnaise too much like, like in, in, in human four times mayonnaise. as much mayonnaise as you would want yes 
and the tomatoes have been eviscerated, so now everything tastes like them. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, bland patty, no salt. Yep. I mean, I'll eat the shit out of a Whopper. Yeah, I will too. I ain't gonna be happy about it. <laughs> I'd rather have the Impossible Whopper. Sometimes I'm like, I want to go get an Impossible Whopper. Did you ever like, have the Beyond sausage thingies from Dunkin' Donuts? I haven't. I haven't. They're good too, and they're not. They're the same thing as the Impossible. It's like a vegetarian thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I've always said that if they can, if they ever figure out a way to replicate the taste of meat with like a substitute, yeah. I'll eat the shit out of it. I'm as cool long as that. it's got like protein and like I don't yeah. give a shit if it's real meat, like whatever, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. And people are like, oh god, they're growing meat in no labs. grow it's grow disgusting. the fucking meat out of it. grow the meat. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, do I it. Want that? Do it. Seriously, who cares? Let, let the cows go. Let the cows hit the floor. Not hit the floor. Let, let them the stand up. Let the cows hit the floor. Let the cows hit the floor. <laughs> uh, thanks for that email, David. I'm sorry that uh, our answers were nowhere near as good. Yeah, as the we email. Don't, well, like I don't, I don't have one. I don't think. No, I don't, I don't either. That all of David S's emails are like fucking ten out of holy 10 shit every time. Yeah, that's funny. Something it's about like, them being in the southern accent makes them twice as. These fun. these people today have been off the chain. Like this they're is, this, this is like a, a next damn level good episode. episode. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, it's about to get even better. Oh fucking shit! Our last email from the evening. Is from oh, my oh my god! It's entitled "More DS Nine." What? Yo, Trek boy Beelums. <laughs> it's story time. That's why you get paid the big bucks, Rich. Put this long, throbbing word shaft in your sweet ear holes. Damn, I'm gonna come three. <laughs> Just the number three is gonna come out of my dick like a smoke. That puff. wasn't that wasn't even like a metaphor or a, like a euphemism. You just said yeah. I'm gonna come. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna come. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just saying, Chief O'Brien half yells, half states, that if I have to be on duty at 0500 and you have to be on duty at 0600, that maybe, just maybe, I could use the sonic shower first? Oh, Jesus Christ. Kira rolls her eyes, sitting opposite him on the Rio Grande. I waited, Chief. I wait every morning until 0450 and you're still sitting on the couch playing with toys. (laughs) O'Brien sits a little straighter and explains they're not toys. They're model planes for his and Julian's Battle of Britain simulations. <laughs> Cisco, in the back seat of the shuttle, leans in. Major, you're saying our chief engineer is a slacker? <laughs> I hope this good, display Cisco. of laziness doesn't translate to your work. I don't want to find out this new sensor array for the wormhole you've been working on these last three months is late because you're daydreaming of playdates with the doctor. Damn. O'Brien protests, saying that he'd never dream of, then realizes the captain is playing around. (laughs) Very funny, he sulks. Kira and Cisco share a laugh, the captain patting the chief on the shoulder. Uh, That's damn, dude. It's so good. I love Cisco. The, I love that Cisco like takes the piss out of people. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. The three beam down to the dusty, arid grounds of an old Bajoran temple on the southern continent, where the blind and slightly senile Vedic Latep hobbles out to meet them, using the arm of a young aide to navigate. Kira explains that Latep is something of an alternative religious leader. His militant interpretations of ancient texts are somewhat different than most, and he has amassed a small but devoted following of zealots. Ooh, zealots is a fun word. 
it's not a fun thing, but it's a fun word. Yeah, it's cool to say, not to be around. Latep believes that there is a representative even more powerful than the emissary that can hear the soul of Bajor. The ten emissary. Who <laughs> got you, fucking Cisco? <laughs> it finally brings the dis, uh, disparate doctrines of the Bajoran faith together. The chief is amused that Latep thinks this small following of 50 people is far more important than it really is, but Cisco says every interpretation of the text is important enough to listen to, even if they shouldn't necessarily be believed. Translation, hopefully... I don't want to be the emissary. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Look, they're finally going to get this off my back. <laughs> I can go back to being a normal guy. And that hopefully they can encourage him to disarm his followers before the Vedic Assembly officially starts the timetable for Federation membership. Mm. Uh, are they just standing in front of this guy and the chief's like, <laughs> fucking 50 people, what a dumbass. Cisco <laughs> <laughs> uh, is embraced by Latep, who tells him he's happy to see him and guides into the tent because he's blind. Get it? I get it. When Cisco asks to get straight down to the negotiations, Latep explains something else has come up and points to an excavation site at the far end of the temple. It's only recently been uncovered, but the concrete cap covering the chamber was le- was new, less than ten years old. What? When they went down there, they noticed Cardassian booby traps. Kira's suddenly interested. If the Cardassians went to so much trouble to hide it, it must be important. The chief is immediately able to disarm the traps because he's a Begora genius. <laughs> and, That's like Irish shit. And, and unlocks a wall that seems to respond to his touch, what? behind which sits a Bajoran orb. It flashes, hitting Latep and the chief with its weird glow. <laughs> In a vision, the Vedic and the chief are walking down a busy Bajoran street, and when the orb goes see Miles, they carry him aloft in reverence. What the fuck? It's a parade, and they treat him like some sort of conquering hero, calling him the Emissary's Hand, and telling him that he has restored one faith where many had been. When Miles asks where he's being taken, one of the visions explains where all heroes who have completed their tasks go. To the great beyond. To die. What? Miles and the Vedic return to the temple, the Vedic instantly falling to his knees and calling him the Emissary's Hand. What? Kira and Sisko are dumbfounded. The fuck? <laughs> Title, Right Hand Man to the Gods. That's great. <laughs> Dax scans the inert orb aboard DS9's lab. She confirms it. The orb's legitimate. It's referred to in ancient texts as the Orb of Restoration, and the Cardassians seem to have simply not had the time to steal it off without damaging it. Restoration so, is a perfectly valid orb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so decided to block it up and prevent the Bajorans using it instead. Ooh, nice. The chief seems almost disappointed with the verdict. And wonders aloud whether the orb could have been a mis- had have made a st- damn it. Yeah. And wonders aloud whether the orb could have made a mistake. Orbs don't make mistakes. Kira is shocked by the chief's reaction, saying that most non-Bajorans wouldn't even receive an orb prophecy, let alone be the focus of one. Right. In fact, it's only happened to me, Cisco says. Mm-hmm. He seems all uh, he seems put out almost that Miles is stealing his thunder, <laughs> leading Miles to protest his innocence. Cisco suggests that Miles cancel his upcoming leave and not change his usual activity at all. That the prophets tend to reveal themselves when they want, at least to him anyway. Mm-hmm. Ooh, he jealous. He's pissed. Cisco O'Brien and Vedic Latep meet in Cisco's office to learn more about the prophecies detailed in Latep's teachings. 
It has been foretold, at least by Latap's interpretation, that the real power of the Emissary is a simple man of the people who restores all that is broken in the Emissary's wake, who leads when the Emissary cannot, and shows Bajor the true way. What? Cisco turns to Miles, who smiles uncomfortably. <laughs> That's great. Holy shit. The captain asks why the religious establishment would try to disparage these sort of teachings. If the prophecy states that it's in the good of Bajor, Latep explains that in order for the prophecy to pass, the right hand will save the world, will save the word of the few after their teachings have been threatened. Huh. When the right hand will speak his teachings throughout Bajor and into the celestial temple simultaneously. It's the Sansar Array. <laughs> oh my god, did you just figure it out? It's the Sensor Array. Lastly, the right hand would overthrow the emissary, wrestling a great power from him. What? Then the right hand would take up the mantle, destroying those who would divide Bajor and destroying, restoring the fast... You got it. You got it. Unique New York. <laughs> How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Uh, then the right hand would take up the mantle, destroying those who would divide Bajor and restoring the faith's one path. Okay. Then the right hand would die. Miles puffs out his cheeks, and all this happens in... Two days, confirms Latep. Oh, God. And then O'Brien goes, Boo! <laughs> he pulls on his shirt collar. Glavin! Cisco tells O'Brien to go about his duties and keep out of the way. After his shift, he leads toward, he heads towards Quark's, mm-hmm. stared at on the promenade by all the Bajorans, and Morn. Oh, dude. Morn. He, sit, he sits down at the bar and orders a quiet drink, only for the order of Latep to arrive at the bar and start preaching about their faith. Oh Pushing boy. his stool back to leave, O'Brien trips up a Bajoran walking behind him, who falls to the floor in a heap and doesn't get up. What? When they turn him over, the man has a knife in his chest. Why? He was going to kill him! He'd fallen on his way to stab a member of the order of Latep. The first prophecy has come to pass. He's the protector of the order. I love this fucking, like, pink panther ass fucking goofy, <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, jeez. Miles heads home only to find baskets of flowers and food outside his quarters, gifts from his new followers. Word spreads fast, chief, Odo says as he appears behind the chief, scaring him. Great. Or should that be your holiness? <laughs> God damn it, I love it. Odo explains that the Council of Ministers have asked that the chief be placed under protective duty until they can figure out what part he plays in the future proceedings for Bajor. Where the emissary's role is clear, they're a little worried the chief's is so closely linked to Latep's crackpot ideas. <laughs> Great, Miles says walking away. Can this day get any worse? Oh, it will. Odo watches him leave, then mutters that he has no idea. <laughs> As O'Brien enters his quarters, Keiko is already there waiting angrily, wearing garlands of Bajoran flowers. That's awesome. <laughs> she asks what he's done, but he explains he hasn't done anything. He simply uncovered an orb. Miles! Ke- <laughs> Keiko is less than pleased that her botany expedition has been canceled, as she's been told that she cannot lower herself to manual labor. Damn. And Molly's school won't even let her attend lessons, but want to send a private spiritual tutor. Damn. Miles is livid. All this over a bloody stone! (laughs) 
In the morning, Kira waits patiently in her room until the chief pokes his head around her door. He demands to know what she's doing, and she shamefully admits that she's waiting. Yeah, no, no Irish person ever believed in any superstition. <laughs> no, never. Never. <laughs> if he's important enough for the prophets, then... No, 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 Keiko says, clearly annoyed by the whole thing. Yeah. She orders Kira into the sonic shower and tells Miles that he better sort out... Or the she, she he better sort this out, or the great spiritual leader will be sleeping on the promenade. <laughs> Kai Wen arrives at the station alongside First Minister Shakar. Oh, the God. two of them coming together is something that terrifies Cisco. <laughs> they explain to Cisco that rumblings are already threatening to to destabilize the religious teachings on Bajor, and that he needs to reassert himself. Luckily, the deployment of the new sensor array will allow the emissary to prove that he can provide a link between Bajor and the prophets. Mm -hmm. On the Defiant. I also like how this is written like Kira is like the the third in their and the O'Brien's yeah. triad. Yeah, like they're like it's happening at that point, right? Like Yeah. That's really it's really smart. Uh, either this is when she was pregnant or she's literally just moved in because they're all fucking Maybe. Hey, whatever. <laughs> On the Defiant, the crew are about to install the new sensor array. Everything is going smoothly until Miles, distracted by all that's going on, accidentally sets the array to transmit. What? His face is broadcast all over Bajor and directly into the wormhole, and everyone watches that it appears he and he alone has installed the, uh, installed the array. <laughs> the second prophecy fulfilled. <laughs> but <laughs> what a fucking dingus. Back on the station, Miles sits in Cisco's office, the captain staring him down. <laughs> the chief suggests that maybe he should take some leave and stick to his quarters, and Cisco agrees. Oh, man. Maybe I should take some leave and stick to my quarters. And Cisco's like, yep. I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> you know what, chief? I think that's a great idea. Uh, woken the next morning, the chief gets a message from an anonymous source on the station promising to kill the emissary in his honor. Oh, jeez. The chief tries to get in touch with Odo, but Cisco has had external comms blocked from the chief to avoid him inadvertently fouling up again. <laughs> the chief finds out Cisco is heading to the promenade and rushes to help. One of Latep's followers approaches Cisco with a phaser, ready to kill him, but the chief intercepts. He subdues the attacker, but knocks the captain off the gangway onto the lower floor of the promenade below. Oh, no. To the Bajorans below, it looks like the chief pushed Ben off the walkway, awfully like an attempt to wrestle his power away. Damn. The attacker runs, disposing of the weapon as the crowds surround the chief. Miles, in a cell, whilst Kira, Keiko, and Molly are sequestered in other quarters for their own protection, <laughs> sits in front of Odo, protesting his innocence. Odo knows the chief is innocent, but with 100 witnesses, a missing attacker, yeah. and an obvious motive of Miles getting power-hungry, Odo has no choice but to keep him locked up. Cisco, the only one who can clear Miles, is currently in surgery. It might be days before he wakes to testify. Damn. That night, the same mysterious ally calls the chief by hacking the security comm system. He says he understands the chief's message, that O'Brien doesn't want the emissary killed, just his work undone. They'll destroy the sensor array in their short-range vessel and close the wormhole in his honor. What? The chief tries and fails to get them to understand that he doesn't want that and once more is blocked from contacting anyone else on the oh station. Oh my god. 
It's clear that the chief has to act. He pulls a security panel off the wall, one that he knows is loose and he hasn't gotten around to fixing yet, (laughs) and shorts the force field with the insulating wiring inside. (laughs) He breaks into Odo's system somehow. I don't know, Chief guesses his password is like GooGod69 or something. (laughs) (laughs) And site-to-site transport to a runabout. There's no time to try and convince the station crew of O'Brien's plan. He catches up with Latep's men and puts his own own shuttle in the mouth of the wormhole to shield it against the cult's suicide run into the array. The chief's shuttle is destroyed in the explosion. What? The, uh, the prophets are going to save him. Yep. Miles wakes up in the white realm of the prophets, and the prophets seem confused by his appearance there, but grateful that he's helped them. When O'Brien explains everything that has happened, the prophets look among themselves and smile. Ah, the fool. <laughs> They spend my they send Miles back to DS9, instructing him to tell the Cisco that Miles' part in the restoration is done. <laughs> back on the station, Odo tells the chief that Latep and his remaining followers have been arrested for inciting rioting, attempting to murder, destroying the array, and trying to destroy the wormhole. Was that like two months in jail? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> on the place where they rake leaves. Yeah, the rake that the Tom leaf Paris rake was a prison colony. <laughs> All of the varying political parties and religious sects have come together to celebrate the emissary's return to health. O'Brien's death, quote-unquote, has satisfied the last part of the prophecy. (laughs) O'Brien goes back to his quarters, but Odo grabs his arm. Where are you going, chief? (laughs) What do you mean, constable? O'Brien asks. Odo tells him that he's still under investigation for the captain's attempted murder, (laughs) pending Odo taking Sisko's statement. When O'Brien asks when that'll be, Odo confirms that Sisko has arranged to come see Odo tomorrow. That a night in the cells will bring the false emissary back to Earth. O'Brien is hauled away, protesting. The end. Jesus Christ! (laughs) It's a shenanigans episode. That's amazing. Yo. Fuck, dude. Why is he so good at this? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Disgust me. <laughs> Make me sick. Disgust me. No, that was great. Uh, it, I love. I love. Love. Love how Rich knows the characters and writes to their strengths. Yeah, That's fucking so incredible. perfectly. Yeah. Like this is the Odo I love, not like whiny Goo Gone Odo. Yeah. Later in the fucking yeah. se- seasons, uh, he finishes by writing, "Well, this is it now, isn't it?" Full madness. Writing a season of Deep Space Nine. I'm genuinely certifiable. Yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy for this one, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy for this one. (laughs) Anywho, hope you enjoyed. Loves ya all. Captain Rich of the USS. USS, I went to Ryza, and all I got was everything you'd expect from a vacation in Ryza and this (laughs) t-shirt. Why did they name the whole ship that? Yeah, that's a crazy name. It's a strange name, Rich. Yeah. Fuck. Weird name, but great episode. Jesus Christ, that was a good episode, man. I know you were going to like it as soon as it was uh, uh, Miles. And I love him, too, but, man. Yeah, O'Brien-centric episodes are always, like, goofy shenanigan episodes, and I love them. (laughs) He's just literally Uh, stumbling into success. Dude, great. (laughs) Fucking so good. You got the Cisco, and you got the The fool. fool. (laughs) Oh fuck! I love it so much. Thank you so much, Rich. That yeah, was thank you, that Rich. was another master's piece. Master's piece theater. Another one. Another one. 
damn, son, when'd you write that? Maybach writing. <laughs> Writeaholics. We make this look easy. What, you ain't right? <laughs> Richaholics. <laughs> he does make this look easy. Yeah, he does. It's kind of disgusting. Thank you so much, Rich. Thank you to everybody who wrote in. This was a all bangers episode. Yeah, this is a there really no good misses. one. Not that the other ones aren't good, but this no, one was top all good. tier. This was no all hits, no misses. Yeah, this is so fucking good. Yeah, this is like the cruise control episode where we just let you guys yep. take the episode where you wanted, and it worked out perfectly. All killer, no filler. Hell yeah. If you want to become part of all the Trek noise with your Trek boys, nice. you need to send us an email and get on the show at mclassemail at gmail.com. We had some first-time writers this time. First-time, long time. Appreciate the hell out of that. Appreciate the hell out of that. Hell yeah. If you want to be a true Trek boy, Fuck not it. one of these pretenders. <laughs> not one of these fake emissary Trek boys. <laughs> not You don't want to be the fool. Don't you be, be the Cisco. fool. Yeah. You need to head to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you get access to hundreds of posts worth of content Damn. from your Trek boys. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of content. That's for a lot dollar. of good shit. For a dollar? Come on. I can't even get anything for a dollar. Meatball. You can't, you can't get marinara for a dollar? Come on. <laughs> Sorry to our Italian listeners. (laughs) Head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and become a true Trek boy. Join the Discord. Become part of the fun. Uh, Thank you to everybody who wrote in, man. You guys mean a lot. It'd be an extra lot if you followed us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Yeah. You know what would really round it out, baby? What's that? If you came back a week from now... To get some more of this Trek Boy goodness. Oh, yeah. We'll be back in a week, which is seven space days. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means on Earth anymore. I've been gone for so long. Damn. <laughs> Just remember, before you come back, you got to eat, pray, live, laugh, live long and prosper, and babilum. 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 Bye. It's been a long week. Since the last email, it's been a long time since that last rich master's tale. Pitch it or ditch it from Boston John. I need to catch my fix of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice and Josh talking about dicks on M class. Email. I swear there's never an SNM class. Email. It's always been singular that's in class. Email. Don't you settle for nothing less than it's back without fail. It's M class. It's M-Class M-Class email.